Welcome to Grace Capital Church Podcast, broadcasting from our Pembroke campus. Well, good morning. How's everybody doing? It's been a good morning so far, hasn't it? Well, I, uh, I want to say I was up in Laconia last week and Pastor Richie did an amazing job, didn't he? Last week. And if you are, weren't here, you missed a great opportunity. Pastor Richie says that if I can ask him to preach, he's going to ask me to lead worship. And I told him, it doesn't work that way. I'm still the boss. <laughs> but maybe there might be a day. I don't know if you know this, but I used to be the worship leader here at Grace Capital Church a long time ago. And our level of worship has gone so much greater than I was ever able to bring it. So I think I need to stay away <laughs> from that. Well, we are on the last message of our series, Fresh Start. Have you guys been enjoying this so far? Yeah, God has really been challenging us through the story of Gideon and looking at how we have to overcome our fears, get out of the wine press, go face our fears, walk in obedience, tear down those things that are not godly in our life. And today we get to go uh, and really get to the capstone uh, of the Gideon story. And, uh, but before I get there, I just wanted to um, share with you. So we've been on, we, we started the year with a 21 day of prayer and fasting. How many of you guys joined us in that time? Thank you so much. It was a great time. God spoke to us. Then we went into, uh, we had the night of worship last uh, Sunday night, which was incredible. If you ever hear about a night of worship and then you say, should I go? Should I not go? You need to go. It was incredible. It was incredible. But anyways, Pastor Richie really, um, he challenged us to this 30-day worship challenge, which is to, to, to go and make sure that we're worshiping God in some way for 30 days in a row. And so we were talking about that and how we kind of got in these 30-day challenges, you know, the 30-day ab challenge, the 30-day challenge this, the 30-day challenge that. And we were talking about this, this marriage conference we're going to be putting on in March. By the way, all you married folk out there, um, we are, we're investing in you this year, and we're putting on a marriage conference. And so we're starting to plan that, and, and I, we were, a bunch of us guys were in, in the conference room, and we were talking about the 30-day challenge. I says, you know, probably we need to be working on some 30-day challenges to really enhance and enrich our marriages. And so we came up with this idea that we thought was going to be great um, until Audra walked in the room, and we were saying, wouldn't it be great... <laughs> If we had like this 30-day intimacy challenge, and I, uh, you know, the, it starts with an S and it's a three-letter word and it ends with an X, and challenge, and I just want to be mindful of the young years in the room. So the 30-day challenge on that, so like every day for 30 days, well, it doesn't really, math doesn't really work out. But anyways, but we were going there. I was like, God, you have blessed us with our wives. And, and then my wife walks in the room. She goes, what are you guys talking about? We're talking about the 30-day challenges. We thought this would be a good idea, you know, to really enhance marriages in our congregation. And she just gave me that eye, like, <laughs> that's a ba- not only a bad idea, that you're even having the conversation, I'm disgusted with you. <laughs> but anyways, we are going to be putting on a marriage conference here in March. It's going to be $50 a couple. If you need to save some money, please start doing that now. It's going to be a great time, and we want to provide that for you. Well, we are in the book of Judges. And so if you will have your Bibles, raise them up for a moment. You guys are doing so great bringing your Bibles to church. Look at all those Bibles and the devices. Thank you so much. And um, we are in Judges chapter 6, Judges in the Old Testament. Please turn there. 
Um, we're going to be talking about uh, actually skipping through a few parts of these stories. But before I do that, I want to read you a scripture from 2 Corinthians. You can keep going to Judges. You don't need to find this verse. I'm just going to read it to you. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Can you say new creation? New creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Okay, that is a great verse. We, we love to talk about it. I am a new creation. We feel great about that. We came to Christ. But then the problem is, how come our life doesn't always match what we feel like it should measure up to? How come we say, this is what God has for my life, but then I look at the reality of my life and what I perceive and it doesn't line up. And sometimes we get discouraged and we begin to struggle in, in our own inability to measure up sometimes. But that does not change the reality you are a new creation, does it? See, I think sometimes our current reality begins to make us feel like that is the reality, and really we have to start looking at it from God's perspective, which is a greater reality than our circumstance. Today, if you're taking notes, the title of this message is Becoming the Person God Made Me to Be. Becoming the Person that God Made Me to Be. And it's important for us to understand a little bit this, and we're going to take Gideon's story because I think sometimes we're defined, we put this self-guilt and this self-stuff in our life when we struggle. By the way, I struggle. My marriage struggles sometimes. That's why I'm excited about the marriage conference. I'm excited to invest in my marriage. But sometimes we struggle, and, and I want to let you know the struggle is Okay. The struggle's okay. The problem happens is when we stop struggling, in other words, we give up, or when we think that we have it all together. Both extremes is the problem. And I'll tell you why. It's because the moment we stop struggling is the moment we stop going to our knees and asking God to help us. And God always wants to place us in a position of dependency on him and not self-reliance on ourselves. So it's not, so this should be good news for some of you guys who are struggling, like me. I've got struggles in my life. The struggle is okay as long as we keep going to Jesus with a struggle and say, continue to work in my life. So that's where we start the story of Gideon. So we know Gideon has gone out of the wine press. He has an encounter with the angel of the Lord. He basically, God instructs him to go tear down the idols of Baal. Uh, that were his dads, and he tears them down. And he's walking in obedience, and all of a sudden, what God called him, he called him a mighty man of valor way before he was a mighty man of valor. See, he called him as he actually is, but Gideon didn't had, hadn't caught up with the reality yet. He looked at his circumstance and began to, began to define himself based on a circumstance. But what he's saying is as he started hitting his knees and following out of obedience to the word of God, he found that his courage rose and he was becoming the very thing that God intended him to become. 
So here's Gideon. He's, he's torn down the idols, and we're, he's getting ready to uh, conquer the Midianites. Remember, the Midianites for seven years were going and taking all of their crops and decimating uh, the Israelites' crops. They were in the promised land, but yet they couldn't reap the bounty of it because their fear of the Midianites kept them in captivity. And we talked about that that first week, how fear keeps us into captivity so often. So here we go. We're picking up the story in Judges. I need to get there myself. Judges chapter 6. And we're going to start where all of a sudden Gideon is struggling. Remember I said the struggle's okay if it forces us to our knees. And so here's Gideon's struggle. God, are you sure that I'm the guy to go conquer the Midianites? All right, I could tear down the idols. That's, that's all right. It was my dad's stuff. I, got, I took care of that. But the army of a hundred and some thousand of the Midianites that are like locusts, you know, covering our lands, I don't know, God. So here he is. He, in, in verse 36, he puts out a fleece and he says, God, if you really are telling me to do this, When I go to bed at night, um, have there be no dew on the ground, but let there be dew on the fleece. And sure enough, he woke up and he wrung out the fleece and and, uh, there was water. And he goes, oh, I don't know if that's really God. It could have been just a coincidence. And so he goes, I'm struggling. I don't know if if you're really asking me to do this, God, because if you're not, man, my life is over He goes, okay, I got it. So why don't I put the fleece back out? If the fleece is dry and all the ground is wet, it will be you, God. Well, sure enough, the next morning, it was as he asked God to. So it's like, okay. But he struggled. The interesting thing in this story, though, I I want you to understand where he is actually testing God with his fleece. He's having this conversation. It is actually on the threshing floor. Why that is important, because remember when we first started this message, we were saying he was hiding in a wine press, threshing out his wheat. That's not the place to thresh your wheat. It should have been on the high place where the wind would take the chaff away. And, but he was afraid, and so he was not threshing his wheat there. But now he's actually in the very place that he was afraid. He's now coming to God and petitioning God to give him strength and to give him clarity. Isn't it funny how sometimes he takes the areas of our life which were our greatest fears, and yet he has a stand on those places of our greatest fears to accomplish something for God. He begins to prepare us in the places where we were afraid. So here he goes. He, he struggles. And we said the struggle is okay. But he moves on from the struggle. And, um, and I guess I guess ask the question right now. Are, are you struggling with doubt in your life? Are you asking God questions? Like we've been talking about this series of oh, overcoming our fear and the obstacles that prevent us from experience of the fullness of God, but are you starting to doubt? Did, did God really set me free? Did God really help me overcome this? And, and I want to say, you have to still walk in obedience even if you're afraid. We said that week two. If you're afraid, do it anyways. Do it anyways. He will give you the strength. So what happens next is, is really awesome. So he, he starts... So here's the first point. 
If you want to find out how to become the person that God's made you to be, you have to first start on your knees. So if you're taking notes, make that your first point. Start on your knees. Because it's his very presence that gives you the strength and the courage to become to the place where you can do the things that God's called you to do. Because guess what? God has not called you to do little wimpy things. He needs people, men and women, young and old, to rise up with courage and do these things, these difficult things for God. And he needs you to come to that place of recognizing what God wants to do through your life. See, if Christ is in you, that's why we're a new creation, because Christ is in us. If Jesus resides in us, we, that's why the Bible says that we will do even greater things than Jesus did. That's hard to believe. But it's true because Christ dwells in us. The Holy Spirit dwells in us. Okay, so here we go. The first point is, is start on our knees. So getting in, in prayer and getting into his presence is the first place to start. That's where Gideon is on the threshing floor asking God. Well, the next interesting point is then he starts to gather the people. He gathers his clans together to, to create an army to then go after the Midianites. The interesting thing with this, he starts with 32,000 men. And then all of a sudden, God says, uh, Gideon, that, that's too many guys. You, you, if you win, you're going to probably think you did it on your own strength. If you feel like you don't have what it takes to do the things that God is calling you to, that's great. Because if you feel like you have it all together and you have, it's, you're depending on yourself, and that's the very wrong place you want to depend on. Because it's in your flesh that you're going to do something as opposed to the birth out of the Spirit. So here he goes. Gideon takes his, his 32,000, and God first says, well, Gideon, you know, tell anyone who's afraid they can just go home. So 22,000 people take off. (laughs) Are you afraid, church? Don't go home afraid. God has great things in store for you, and he's asked us to come together to accomplish great things for him. So he pairs it down. Then he goes, hey, and by the way, Gideon, you still have too many people, too many. He goes, go down to this water place, and those who go down, who who." Run right down and start lapping the water like a dog. So I have some buckets prepared up here um, for, to see who's going to come down quickly. I'm kidding. So, um, so here, they, here they go. They rush down, and, uh, and he, there's only 300 of them that start lapping like a dog. 300. And God goes, okay, those are the ones I want to use. I wonder when it's looking at the, the people that God wants to use, if it's the ones that are so thirsty for him, they're the ones that he uses. I know I'm making a leap a little bit here. I mean, God made the analogy of those who are like, rush right down and start lapping with intensity like a dog around the water. These are the ones I want to use. But I wonder if there's something about these guys who are just like, let's do it. Let's just do it. God says, here's people of faith. Here's the ones that aren't afraid. And so now he has his little crew of 300 guys who are going to go after these Midianites. 
which are vast in number, that are strong, that have been tormenting them for seven years. And God says, I have you exactly where I want you, dependent on me. How dependent are, is your life on God? How dependent are you on him? Is, are you allowing your life to be put in situations where your dependency has to be like, if it's only you, God, Right now, our Laconia building is in that place. We bought a building, um, thought we went through all of the proper inspections. Well, we found problems with this building. There's asbestos, and it's becoming more expensive than we thought. And we're in a place we can't afford to move forward. And our elders and our council have come together, and we say, okay, God, you got to show us. We hit our knees. And my doubt goes in, like, what am I, like, did we make the wrong move, God? What are you doing? But you know what? God just says, no, I have you exactly where I want you to be, dependent on me. So I don't know what the outcome is going to be of that, but I do know that he does. And I do know that our leadership is waiting to hear his voice. And we're not doing anything until we hear his voice. So God raises up an army of the thirsty to display God's glory. So what the strategy is, what he does, he says, wait till dark, and then we'll go take groups of 100 around the, the camp of the Midianites and go take these clay jars, these clay jars, probably a little bit smaller than this, I think. And he goes, put a lantern in the jar your torch, and then circle around it. Everyone grab a trumpet and probably didn't look like this. And then, and then on the count of three, in essence, he didn't say three, but all together, what I want you to do is I want you to break the clay pot and allow the light to shine and blow the trumpet. Well, maybe not that sound. Maybe it might have been a... That sounds more intense, actually. So, so whatever the intense sound would be, they blow the trumpet. And the Midianites in the middle of the night, not knowing how many men there are, surrounded by this light and this commotion and the trumpet sounds, and all of a sudden, they start fighting each other and killing each other. The lesson for us in the midst of this, if we're willing to be dependent on God and go into the dark places and allow our light to shine, that the enemy will flee. The enemy will not know what to do with it. When you blow the trumpet of glory to God and reliance on him and let your good works be seen by men, that that shedding the light of Christ inside of you, the good works that God has intended for us to do shine in those dark places, the enemy will flee. The enemy will start to crumble. So church, I really feel like for this season, that as we hit our knees, as we surround ourselves with the thirsty, those who are wanting to chase after God, as we say, God, we are so dependent, we can't do this on our own, But God, you've placed some stuff inside of us that we will follow you in obedience and let our light shine into the world, into our schools, our workplaces. Just being obedient to what God's asked us to do. 
Now, don't go tooting your own horn. That's wrong. But let the good sound of Jesus come from your lips just by the smile that you have for people, the light that shines out of your eyes, the encouragement, the hope, the peace that you give to those around you. The big idea that I want you to walk away with. So not only was the first point that we need to start on our knees, the second point is we need to surround ourselves with those who are thirsting after God, those the ones who are willing to take the land with you, who are courageous. That's why life group is so important. Get in a group next week, guys. So important. That becomes your band of brothers and sisters that are going to be conquering great things together for Jesus. But here's the big point is what you are being is what you're becoming. What you are being is what you are becoming. See, when we say that you're a new creation, your life doesn't always look like you're living like a new creation. But as you take action into what you are going to be becoming, in other words, you're taking steps of being, what you are being today is what you will become. I teach this to my kids as we walk through how much social media is okay, what kind of movies do you watch. It's like what you end up consuming your life with is really what you will become. What you are being is what you are becoming. And so I would challenge us. God wants you to live out this new creation person that he's placed inside of you, that he wants you to be. He has great things in store for you and for I, and he has great things for us to conquer the enemy around us. This world is, is dark and lost, and they need people of courage to go into the darkest places and bring the light of Jesus. But we will never have the ability, if we're crumbling under our own circumstances... If we can't be the light that God's intended us to be, we need to create the disciplines of being, and it's not self-discipline, it's getting into God's presence to live out the very things that he has for us, that we're being a certain way so we can become the people that he's intended for us to become. So what does that being look like for you this week? What are you going to think about your week right now and saying, how does my week reflect on what I want to become because as you're being this week is really what you're going to be becoming think about that for a moment as the worship team comes up at this time I, I, I want to I want to share with you the scripture in Judges chapter 8 The interesting thing that Gideon goes and chases down, the end of the story is, is 120,000 people of the Midianites get destroyed, starting from an army of 300. He chases down the princes of the Midianites. He defeats Zeba and Zalmana. Try those names fast. Zeba and Zalmana. 
And then he goes after the kings of the Midianites. And then he says this, it's interesting that Zalmona says this, who is the king of the Midianites? And he, it's interesting because I think he kind of says this prophetically. So if you're following along in your Bibles, this is Judges chapter 8, verse 21. This is right before Gideon kills these guys. I know it's kind of hard to understand. Why is there all this killing? Is God okay with killing? Da, da, da. It's Old Testament. Don't think too much about it right now. But Zalmanah said, Rise yourself and fall upon us. For as the man is, so is his strength. I think they were speaking prophetically. So a man is, is his strength. We started this message by reading a verse that we are a new creation. Another scripture, so as we thinketh, so we are. As we, why did I say old, uh, old English there? So as we think, so we are. As we think, so we are. And here it says this. For as a man is, so is his strength. So where is our strength? Remember last week, Richie put on a glove and he says, are we going to allow ourselves to allow the hand of God to be in the glove? Allow him to control our lives or are we going to keep our hand in the glove and try to control everything ourselves? One is self-reliance and the other one is God-reliance. There's a word that somebody else shared with me during our community time and it was just about that. That God is wanting to say, you know, you think you can control your own life but that's pretty much an illusion. I mean, you can but it's not going to lead you to the prosperous life that God has for you. But if you allow God to infill you, indwell you, the Holy Spirit to fill you. As you are, or as the scripture says this, for as a man is, so is his strength. How much is, is inside of you of God's strength, that is. Because as we live in His strength, we then become the new creation that He's intended us to be. Father, we thank You so much for placing Your Spirit inside of us. But everybody just wouldn't mind just kind of posturing their hands in a way of just palms up to, in kind of in a receiving way. Holy Spirit, we give our lives to you. We ask you to fill us afresh. Jesus, we realize that we sometimes become so self-reliant, relying on ourselves, that we, we realize that we trying to control our own lives actually limit the ability of you to work through us. 
God, you've called us to bring light into a dark world. You've asked us to defeat the enemy of, of this world, which brings despair. And actually the word says that the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And that leaves people with lack, leaves people with despair. And, but Jesus, you came to gave, give life in the full, an abundant life. And we as followers of you, Jesus, want to share you, Jesus, with others to give them the hope, the peace, the joy that comes through you. Let our lives be used to be a light this week. Let us gather those mighty men and women who are going to be like the Gideons, who are full of faith, who are full of courage because they're full of you. come together. But Jesus, it starts in that place on our knees. Lord, we talk about being in the row, in the circle, in the seat. The row is here on Sunday morning. The circle is in our groups, and the seat is our devotional time. We know we grow best when we're doing those three things on a regular basis, but God, let us not forget that so crucial spot is that quiet time with you, where we wrestle through our doubts, where we wrestle through our struggles and we learn to become reliant on you. There's a vast enemy out there that's wanting to steal from us. The enemy's not the people, Lord. We know the enemy is the, the spirit of the world which lures us into things that only leave us empty. Let us rise up to the occasion. Let us rise up to the occasion. And if you say yes, I want to rise to the occasion, just say yes, 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 God, we want to rise to the occasion. Lord, you're doing a new thing. It's been a fresh start already, God, to our year. We're just beginning this journey of, of this fresh encounter with you, God. That you're doing new and powerful things through us. Let us not shrink back. Let us move forward with courage and strength by starting on our knees. And everybody said. Thank you for listening to the Grace Capital Church podcast. If you'd like to know more about this podcast and the mission that we have in New England, or if this podcast has been a blessing to you and you would like to support this ministry financially, please visit us online at gccnh.com 